Trauma and laughs contains topics that might be unsettling or triggering for some individuals. Listener discretion is advised as these episodes can sometimes be graphic in nature. Our goal for this podcast is to shed light on dark topics with a few laughs in between. We hope that you enjoy the show. It's Traumaradery. <laughs> okay. No, wait. <laughs> so, I'm good to go now. This is me waiting for you. You don't give a damn about. That's so mean. <laughs> I was listening to it over and over again, just waiting for you to come back. I'm like, I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait for her to be like sitting there so I can play that and just like put a lot of like guilt on you for making me wait. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's okay. That's fine. Um so yeah, so uh we're here. Sitting oh, in the recording? car. Yeah. No wait, what is it? How's it go? How's it go? We're here. Okay, we're here. Just sitting in the car. <laughs> I followed TikTok. up by just sitting there cuz anxiety. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Like my TikTok is 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 life now. For me, for sure it is. Like and I don't know if a lot of other millennials cuz you're you're a millennial too, right? Like we all we're both like in that zone, correct? You know what? I'm going to be um completely honest and probably um like take my, you know, IQ down a notch by saying this, but I I don't really know if i'm a millennial or a whatever i don't i don't i'm i'm like from 84 yeah so So, you're you're like you're like from 84 i think you're kind of still considered a millennial like uh it took me a long time to figure that out too to be honest with you um but yeah i think like a lot of millennials enjoy tiktok now and gen z is like what the fuck are you guys doing on here (laughs) why (laughs) they don't like us yeah and again, I'm not really on it. Like I've posted what like this is this is it. Three videos. Gen, Gen Z is like the older brother that you want to hang out with and they don't want anything to do with you. Like that's Gen Z <laughs> to millennials. <laughs> They're like That's Christian. <laughs> that was how with like literally we were just talking last night and Christian was like, Man, I he regrets it. He says that he regrets like when you guys were living here, I wanted to hang out with you guys all the time. I wanted to have you guys with, and, um, Christian would be like, uh, you know, like, I don't like, I just want to be like with the two of us. Like, yeah. I, I don't really want I mean, you guys were young and, and you were in like, a relationship yeah. and you wanted to, to make out and do things. So yeah. he was like, I was a dick. And I said, yeah, you are. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. You know, um, I don't know. I feel like it all shaped us and that's good. But okay, so like I keep like uh yeah. so today we were thinking about talking about the act of moving to the Netherlands, right? Like cuz you still live there. You live in the Netherlands, which we talked about in the last episode. Yep. Yeah. And yeah, so I'm you, still here. You'll remember better than I than I will like how long we were there, like what year we moved. Like you'll remember all of that cuz I was young and I mess up all the time. Um yeah. So the, 
And we don't even have like an intro. I was thinking about that. We don't like have like a. I don't. I don't necessarily think we need one. Like. I know, right? Like, if you don't know us by now, then... <laughs> you just don't. <laughs> First no. episode. If you guys don't know us, you never will. <laughs> <laughs> really good start to the first episode ever. Um. Um. No. It's okay. So. We moved, first of all, I don't know if you want to get into the reason why, why we, moved. we moved. Yeah, I do. I do want to get into that. But maybe first we can we can talk about like what year and the experience and then we can kind of maybe describe a little bit at the end of the episode as to why we, why we, why we moved there. Yeah, I think that's a good idea because I, I I'm sure we don't want to get too much. I don't want to get too it, deep it, right away. <laughs> It's all kind of like spider webbed into each other. Yeah. Like it's really hard to, um, you know, take one away from the other. But yep. so we were um, we were born and lived all over Southern California. Yeah, I don't think we actually lived in one place for more than a year. No, it was it was very, very um, short. Yeah. Uh, but we moved in 1998. So we moved out here. I'm, I don't remember the exact date, but I think that it was November 8th, 1998. 1998. See, yeah. I like my is so jumbled. I'm like, we moved in 2000. Like, that's no. what I remember. I don't remember no. 1998. Yeah, we moved in 1998. Um, and it was November. So, you know, coming from... Southern California, I think the absolute biggest difference was the weather because it was I'm I've I have never felt such cold in my entire I did not know that it was possible. Yeah. And I one of the big things is I don't know if you remember this, but mom went out and bought us all winter coats. And we left the day that we left, it was really hot. And I lost, or not lost, but I forgot my winter coat. Wait, where so, did we? Did we state where we moved to? <laughs> what did we state where we moved to? Oh my gosh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like, where is it cold? Okay, no, continue. But like, we moved to the Netherlands, and we actually specifically Hoogveen. Yeah. Okay, so we moved to Holland. We moved to specifically Hoogveen, which is kind of like farmer country yeah um and the reason why we moved to um the netherlands in short is because our mother at the time was married to um somebody from holland he was dutch he had lived in america for like 38 years so yes he was dutch but actually more of an American yeah exactly than, um, and he spoke a little bit of Dutch but not fluently and they went through like the Dutch embassy to be able to move out here mm -hmm. and we wanted all to move to the Hague because that's where he had a lot of family mm -hmm. but um, the Dutch embassy was literally just saying like the Hague is filled with foreigners so you guys are not allowed to go there we got to pick is between the Hague Den Haag. Is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Den Haag. Yeah. So we were allowed to pick between two homes. One was in Hoogveen, 
and one was in Steinweik. And Steinweik is in Hochvein or, or like a half an hour apart. And literally, we actually just kind of picked Hochvein because the home was bigger. Mm-hmm. And we had a big family, you know, five kids. Yeah. Um, so we moved to Hochvein. And, and like I was saying, it, it, you know, like, you know that it's going to be cold. Yeah. And Southern California is just, it's, it's never really cold. So mom picked us up winter coats and I left mine on accident and oh we did gosh. not notice it until um, we were in the plane. So we came down, we actually flew into Belgium. And I remember looking out of the plane and like, you know, there's no snow. It doesn't like that's it's it doesn't look that bad. Yeah. It was gloomy. But I remember looking outside thinking, it's come on now. You yeah, know, it can't be that bad. And that was in Belgium, but, right? That was in Belgium. Yeah. And I remember getting out of the plane and it I just remember standing in front of the the sliding doors <laughs> leading out. And I remember the doors opening up and me going, Oh Lord. <laughs> so cold. <laughs> I have never, ever, ever, I, I just did not know that that existed. Yeah. It was freezing. Especially like, when you lived in the Southern bone. California for like the majority of your life. It was bad. Southern California is like hot, you know, it's very, very warm. And like, it was such a contrast. Like, I don't actually remember that I don't actually remember the contrast of it I just remember it being very cold I don't remember like thinking like wow this is the most cold I've ever felt I just remember always being very cold like even in the house that we lived in I remember waking up like everything about it even the texture and the air was different yeah I remember that I remember like waking up for the first time and I like I'd slept so hard on like this pillow that like I my like had like mats in my hair and I remember mom having to like brush them out because I'd never experienced that like my hair had always been like very silky and in Southern California I never had a problem with it but these pillows mixed with like the air my hair just like yeah. at a time you know the humidity out here is um way different yeah. and but it doesn't I feel think... humid that's another thing it doesn't feel humid but there is a texture in the air that's uh, it's it is humid it just doesn't feel like what like you would think a humidity would feel like does that make I don't know yeah. if I'm making any sense no you're you're absolutely right and I think that I just got so used to it when I was um out in California um this last time just a few weeks ago like I have kind of like I have curly wavy hair and it's just a, like I have to do something with it as yeah. soon as I get out of the shower because otherwise it just becomes like a gigantic frizzy mess and when I went out there, I sent Christian, my husband, a message, like a picture. And I told him like, look, this is my hair after getting out of the shower. And he was like, what the hell? Like, yeah, like I'm, I forgot all about like how different it is. Yeah. Just, just the air, just, just the, the air. humidity. Yeah. It's like, so crazy. It makes such a that. difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember you saying that you were like, oh my God, my hair just feels so good. <laughs> And then you came to my house and you're like, what the fuck is wrong with the air and Stockton? <laughs> this is a Yucca Valley air. This is Stockton. What's the... Like, just add it to the list of things people hate about Stockton. 
<laughs> safe, beautiful, beautiful safe, safe Stockton. I will never forget. I will never forget that train ride um, back home after everything that happened with Jennifer. Uh, just that, like, um, I don't know if our, our, if our listeners care, but like I live in, in Stockton, California, and I've lived here now almost a year, I think, I think. Um, and so I don't know if you know Stockton, but Stockton does have a bad rap. And um, <laughs> coming back on the train, the conductor goes like, okay, we've reached Stockton. Beautiful, safe Stockton. And it, the <laughs> emphasis that he put on safe just had me rolling because I just knew like it's like one of those things that they just say because, you know, it's just fun to make fun of Stockton, I guess. I don't know. Um, it made me laugh, though, because you, you looked at me and you were like, it's actually not that bad. And when we got <laughs> when we got off the train, Andrew, uh, Melanie's boyfriend, picked us up and she was laughing and telling him like what the train conductor had said. And he goes, it's really not that bad. But then he proceeds to tell a story about how when he was picking us up, some woman was throwing a bucket at a <laughs> car. It was a drive by bucket throwing, but then the other <laughs> way around. And then I came to your house and like, like every five minutes there was a siren and I was just like, I, I don't know what to say about this because it doesn't look where you guys live. It looks so nice. No, it's yeah. such a nice area yeah. and you wouldn't expect it. So yeah, we live right next to a fire station. So like we get those sirens all the time. And when COVID actually first started, like my, I have bad anxiety, but when COVID <laughs> first started, like those sirens, like every two seconds that like, I just started feeling myself like, oh my God, is someone like, is, is someone okay? Like, yeah. Who's dying? But it's well, like, yeah. it's a big thing. That's also like a really big thing because we lived in, um, I think the, the last place that we lived in, in Southern California, before we moved to the Netherlands was Paris, California. Oh, and yeah. if you know, Paris, California is very known for, um, you know, <laughs> well gangs yeah. violence and it's never quiet and I remember when we got to our house in Hochfein that night it was in the middle of the night yeah so we got to Belgium and we had to drive all the way out it's like a four or five hour drive yeah I remember that drive yeah and I do remember getting out of the car and walking up to the house and hearing our own footsteps it was so quiet yeah it was it was something that I had never experienced in my life. Yeah. And Hohefein is that place. Like it's, it's a very, very, very quiet place. It's, you know, I mean, there, um, I don't know. It's, there's no, there's not a lot of violence. There's not a lot of gangs. There's not a lot of um, criminal anything yeah. really. I mean, you have your like, you have your weed dealers and you have your. Yeah, but and like then weed is. Everyone's. Weed is like legal out in the Netherlands. Oh, well, yeah, it's it's legal, but. The, um, you can only have not, like up to five grams, right? Is it still yeah, that way? Okay. Yeah. It's legal for coffee shops to have it, but it's not legal for people no, to deal out carrying, of their own homes. Yeah. It, it's so, legal for you, just so people understand this, because I remember this from when I lived, because I, I smoked a lot of weed <laughs> when I lived in the Netherlands. Um, you're only you allowed to both. have... Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, I don't smoke weed anymore, just for those that are listening. I don't actually do anything besides 
drink a lot. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you're only allowed to carry five grams worth of weed on you, on your person. If you have anything over that, you can get arrested. I actually think that it changed now um, to even less, but I'm not sure. So I don't want to. That was the last. I think. I mean, I, I haven't lived in the Netherlands in like years. So that was the last that I knew of it. When I lived there, that was the law. So if they changed it. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, but it's just a quiet place. And every once in a while, we do have. Um, I would say murders that actually it, every once in a while we have crazy shit going on here. But <laughs> it's like it's like swept under the rug. I feel like a little bit. It it it's more like I think that because of the fact that nothing really ever goes on, the police and the justice system um, they just don't know how to deal with it out here, yeah. and so you hear about it and then it just dies down. Yeah. It's crazy. Like you, you have to go searching for, you know, what happened, like what, what actually happened with that person or what actually happened to those people? Because otherwise you really won't hear about it. Yeah. It's like that, that little girl that, that fell, um, off of like yeah. they were like the, the apartment building, I think it was. Yeah. You know what we should do? Just an epi episode. Yeah. Like I still One, just about that. Cause that's a, that's so crazy. I don't it's, know. It's a crazy story. Like like we said in the very beginning of the, the very first time we recorded, like this this podcast is going to be a shitstorm of everything that we are interested in. And if you're not into that, like fucking whatever. <laughs> like, yeah. We're going to talk about anything and everything that we want to. So, I mean, occasionally there's going to be a cool, you know, true crime story or a supernatural story that's going to peek its way in here. And that's just the way it is. Yeah. I feel like it would be awesome to do certain things that we um are close to like that I mean it happened just down the street for me so yeah I feel like that would be awesome but yeah so I don't know Hochvein it was just definitely a gigantic contrast because we came from a very um <laughs> very ghetto place and when we got here it was just crazy like how quiet everything is here yeah yeah, I do remember that. I also remember just feeling like a sense of like safeness. Like if I think about the Netherlands, it's still that way, even though we went through a lot of stuff with people. But like the in general, I feel like the Netherlands is just like a very like they take care of their um, uh, what do you call it? their citizens? Yeah, they, they do. They take care of their citizens and. Um, you know, they make sure that everything looks like very beautiful. Like you're not allowed to have like a dented car driving around. Like if you have a dent in your car, you get a, you get a fine for it. Right. Well, no, you don't get a fine for it, but, um, I think it's more like it's, it's literally, you're not allowed to have cars that are like fucked up looking, fucked up looking, yeah. you know? Um, and they, they have to be insured. They're very, 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 um, strict at, like what your car looks like yeah. and how it drives. And yeah. so it, you, you have to get your car, like, what do you call that? Like renewed. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's every year. Yeah. And yeah, if, if your car, if it, one of the light has like, if it has like a, you know, like a, what do you call it? Like a light out. Like a, like a no not a light out but like a scratch not a scratch but you know that it's like broken if there's a 
<laughs> I'm trying it, to think of it. Say name. it. Say it in Dutch. It's okay. I can't. Like oh. if you're, you know, if if it's just fucked up, like you're not going to get it renewed. Yeah. It's just the way that it is. You have to have it fixed. And yeah. it, if it's loud, like in in America, when you hear drive when you when you hear cars drive by and they're they rattle and they act crazy like you'll get away with that for a little while out here but then your car has to be renewed because otherwise you like okay in america you have um car insurance and you also have what do you call it when you have the tags on them i should know this this is horrible we are such girls Registration. Yeah, registration. We have such vaginas. Um, <laughs> we don't know cars, but like we, <laughs> when you're out in California, and you see sometimes you see the registration or it, like it's from years before. Out here, that's not allowed. Like you have to have them every single year, otherwise you will get fined. They're not allowed to drive. You can't get away with that kind of shit out yeah, here. Yeah, you do have to register your car, but the condition in which your car looks is a different story. No, it's it's different out here. They're yeah. very strict. So, but yeah, it's just um, it's very different. I think Holland in general, there's so many differences. It's it's definitely a a very different world but when you look at how holland, holland does try to keep up with america like yeah they are usually it's such a small place but they are usually the first to have the same type of um tv shows as america like oh t- like america will bring out a tv show and two weeks later holland will have the exact same type of tv show but then you know In just dutch. a dutch name yeah and um not only that but like if you look at even tiktok look at tiktok yeah holland is a very tiny place but dutch tiktokers oh yeah they're big I are, see, i've they're seen a big. lot of them yeah so it's just there's many differences um i mean there's so many differences it's yeah. it's not just like how quiet it I is know. out here and i live in a very small place so i think like People in Amsterdam right now are being like, bitch, <laughs> don't even. <laughs> yeah, but even thinking about Amsterdam, like, oh my gosh, I have never been to a place that's so smushed together. <laughs> like, oh, everything is so like that. It, and and being the way that I am now, like it's, it's, oh, man, I don't understand how people live like that. It's, it's so beautiful. Like I'm not, I'm not downplaying it at all. Like Amsterdam is a gorgeous place, but from what I remember of it, I just remember buildings being super close together and like the streets being really small and a lot of people. And I mean, I guess New York is sort of like that way, but New York is so like so huge. I mean, yeah. I've never, I've never physically been to New York, but from pictures and such, like, I mean, it's close together. It's like close knit, but even, even thinking about like New York streets, they're, they're humongous. Like they're huge. Yeah. No, everything out here is tiny. Yeah. It is. It's tiny. It's like a little tiny miniature. I don't know. Yeah. But one of the biggest, I think to me, I don't know for you, but one of the biggest things that I remember and I, I still, I still do it, especially when I got back. But when we first moved out here, how beautiful everything is. Yeah. It's so pretty it's so majestic green. it's very green there's a lot like there, you won't look any in any direction and not see a tree 
or some kind of like form of grass and bush and flowers and um ponds ponds, so many ponds so so many ponds yeah like it's just a it's just a gorgeous country there's you can't really I mean you can't uh, ignore that like uh, and and Holland is just like I don't know I have very fond memories of it as much as I have like negative memories I have a lot of very fond memories of just like what the country is like in general and um yeah like I do remember like Oh, man, I just remember. I do remember duck ponds. I remember ducks coming to our house and mom feeding them. I remember yeah. that. I remember like this like family of ducks. Like at first it was like a boyfriend and a girlfriend. I'm assuming, and then they'd bring their kids. <laughs> Eventually, they're like, "All right, let's, let's get fed by this bitch." Um, I remember that. Oh, you know what else? You know what else? I remember the first time it snowed. Remember the first <gasps> that you you have to tell you have to you have to tell that story. Why why do I have to? Well, I mean, I I remember we all had jet lag. Yeah, very bad. <laughs> yes, we all had very bad jet lag, and it was just it was so cold. And I do remember, um, mom. She woke us up at like five o'clock in the morning. Yeah or four o'clock it was was something like really early and she was like oh my god you guys you have to come see this and it wasn't that much it was you know it was just starting for us it was crazy like we were so excited all of us yeah and I remember going out at like four o'clock in the morning and we were all like walking barefoot and like feeling it under underneath our feet and yeah. um, running inside, getting our feet warm, putting on, and we, we put on as much, cl- like if you looked at how we were dressed, it There's was like layers crazy. of clothing. I remember putting on like uh, those thermal pants and then pants and then pants again. Like I'd have like three layers of pants on because of how fucking cold it was. And then like, don't even get me started on socks. <laughs> You know? Oh my god! I went to bed with like ski socks. Yeah, those thick, the thick, thick ones. Yeah, yeah, that that like come up to your knees. Yeah, like that's what I went. That's what I slept in because it was so cold. I mean, I'm I I I sleep naked now. Like <laughs> I'm used to it now. <laughs> People are like, okay, too much information. Sorry, no, no, but you're um, good. <laughs> I hey, I sleep I. There are nights where I'm like, I'm sorry, but I just got it. And then I just sleep in the nude. It feels good to sleep naked. Don't even act like it doesn't. No, well, actually, I'm just thinking that I just said too much information about talking about sleeping nude. And then I'm thinking in a few weeks, <laughs> the things that I'm going to be saying, people are going to be like, and you really thought that was too much information? Like- <laughs> I mean, I think it's good. I don't know. I'm excited for like just the openness of this pot I'm really excited for that like I think yeah I think uh we'll get into it more but I'm just ex- I'm uh proud of both of us for like doing this me too yeah. I think it's gonna be good and crazy but it's gonna be good yeah. but yeah no um okay so we went out and we at like five o'clock in the morning we, we were trying to build snowman a big gigantic snowman with like barely any snow at the time. And I just remember the neighbors, like, cause we were a bunch of kids, you know, I mean, Tabitha was what, like four yeah. at the time. Yeah. And so, you know, you had, <laughs> you had seven people outside, like throwing snowballs at each other at five o'clock in the morning. Our neighbors were not amused. They were, yeah. <laughs> 
they were not amused, but I, we just, I just remember having so much fun. One of my fondest memories is that morning. Yeah. I think like, Crazy. didn't we take pictures? I feel like we took pictures. Yeah. We have pictures. We have, um, a lot of pictures actually of that morning. Yeah. So weird. Like thinking about pictures in the Netherlands. Cause I can't think about pictures in the Netherlands without thinking about Rudy. And I'm like, I want, I haven't, I don't even remember what he like I remember what he looks like but I don't remember you know what I mean what were we gonna what were we gonna call him Rudy the rapist or we were gonna <laughs> sorry no, no we were it's laughing okay. but no, I, I mean it's true I I do want to come up with something we need to so, someone clever please tell us what you call a pedophile who was your stepfather at, at some yeah. point like just come up with a clever name right now I guess uh yeah Rudy the rapist or uh or he, he who, who must, shall not be named. Yeah, he, he who shall not be named. Yep. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's different. That's what I was saying. Like, it's it's hard to go back and think about everything our... without thinking yeah. about all of the things that are intertwined. Yeah. That's what I was saying. Spider web. It's just hard to have one without the other. But yeah, it's OK. Yeah. Like, like, I think it I mean, I am kind of nervous to talk about like I was thinking about it yesterday, like how. I remember the night before we left, um, I remember thinking like I wanted to write a book and this is going to sound so stupid, but I remember thinking I wanted to write a book about all the stuff that had happened and thinking at the time I was, I was eight, thinking at the time that like I had gone through so much and that like it was book worthy <laughs> and I, you know, a lot of it was because of what went, what we went through with Rudy and how we were moving to a new country. And I was so sad because it was the first time that I really acknowledged that I was going to be leaving friends. Like, we had been jumped around so much throughout my childhood that I never, like, connected with anybody. And that last school that I went to, I actually made good friends. And I remember everyone in that, in that classroom had, like, written, like, goodbye letters to me. And I had, like, I remember I had, like, a like a little like a uh, shoebox full of like these letters and like you know things that kids gave me to say goodbye and I it was the first time in my life that I felt like oh I'm being pulled away from like my life before and I think on the plane ride the entire time during the plane ride I was thinking like man like like I, I was excited. I'm not going to lie. Like I was excited to go to a new country, but I didn't understand the dynamics as to why. Like I know mom and Rudy kind of told us like, oh, it's because of this, um, you know, blanket statement. Like we just want to, we just want to move because that's where Rudy lived. And um, we just want to experience that. But there were all these things that as a child, I didn't understand were just cover-ups. Um and it's kind of hard just verbalizing that for me. Um, yeah. Because, like, I mean, there was just so, it's just so much, you know? And, um, like, in the plane ride, I remember thinking, I just remember thinking, like, uh, that I needed to write a book about everything that we had gone through. And here I am, 31, still being like, um, is this okay you know is it okay to like talk about these things is it okay to start a conversation about something that is traumatic and like you know now thinking about 
and I'm sorry for monop- monopolizing the conversation, but um, not at all. Yeah, yeah, but just no, like, I think I I feel the exact same. Yeah. Um. When, I mean, it was, it's difficult. And that's why I was trying to say, like, it's so, it's also intertwined. I mean, we could like start at the beginning and say, okay, well, we're going to begin there. Um, but I think like everything you... in our lives, if you think about it, sorry for cutting you off, but um, no, no, if no, you go. Think, if you think about every situation that we've had, it's all discombobulated. And it's very yeah. difficult for us to be like, well, this is where it started. Because it didn't just, it's like, it's like layered, you know? Yeah, exactly. And I think that that's also one of the hardest things. Because when we, when I think about moving to Holland and all the differences, there's, I mean, I guess this isn't the differences between um, Holland and America, but mostly just how it was to move when we first moved. Mm -hmm. Um, It's hard to think about it because I have good memories of but it it was also like bittersweet because okay we it was the first time that we saw snow but I think I was 14 almost 15 um you know Joshua was just a year older than me we left behind our entire youth like we had best friends we had you know it, it was really hard to move and I do remember um talking to Tawny my best friend our cousin and her saying like you know like just trying to look at because we hated it we we absolutely hated it it tore us it it tore our hearts apart but I do remember her saying like try to look at it like hey you get to go out to a new country and you can be whatever you want like there's nobody that knows you so you can be whoever you want like at your new school and you can be and I tried to that was like the only positive thing that I could think of at that moment right I do remember like coming here and it was it's it's hard and it was awful like not only is it a completely new place I felt very much in limbo Mm -hmm. the first few I I I would say like the first month at least I felt very much in limbo and I remember I met Christian um a month just a little over a month after we first got here so my husband so you can just imagine I was 14 and he was 15 when we first met yeah and I mean I think it was like puppy love but I do remember telling him like I, I like you a lot. I remember telling him like when we were, you know, like being little boyfriend and girlfriend, I think it was like after six months or something, just saying like, hey, I like you a lot, but don't get too attached to me because when I'm 18, I'm leaving. Like I'm going back. I'm not staying. Yeah. And I definitely felt that way for a very long time like as soon as I can go I'm gonna go I was very upset that we left I hated it I I I hated it and I was I was so upset with mom and Rudy um but you have you don't have a choice like you have to go you like you have no choice yeah and when when we first got here um we're talking about like the snow and like how great it was. 
but there were so many things that weren't great. So I'm trying to think about like the nice things that, you know, that I saw and that I, that I, I experienced when we got here, like the ponds and the snow, but um, I think that we should put it out there that there, there were, there was depression, Mm -hmm. a lot of depression, a lot of anxiety. Mm -hmm. And that's how we experienced it at the same time. Yeah. I don't think that, I don't think you can, like, like we said earlier, like you can't take one without the other. Like, yes, there were these amazing experiences. Like you're in a new country. Um, I mean, like, yeah, it's cool for the first like two or three days. You're like, oh, this is great. Like this is a, this is a new start. This is a a really interesting place. But then everything else starts to seep in. For example, um, you know, not a lot of Dutch people were accepting that we were an American family in their country. Um, and that was just, that was put on us in a lot of different ways. Like some people were more, more vocal about it than others. Uh, I'm not saying that all Dutch people were not accepting of us, No, but there was a large mass of people that, and kids that, uh, saw us as like, you know, Jerry Springer <laughs> episode. Yeah. That's what they thought about Americans. Yeah. Like, you know, so yeah. We, so media. Had, mm-hmm. And then on top of that, we had a pedophile living with us in our house. And um, he had been living with us, you know, at that point, like, for how many years? Five, four, no, four. Four years. And we had just undergone, like, the most, one of the most traumatic experiences of all of our lives, which is we had to, I mean, we were all in foster care because of that. And we had to lie. I mean, most of it was on you. Um, so like after that, like we had to lie to keep, keep each other together. Keep us together. Yeah. And that's when we left pretty yeah. much right afterwards, right. practically. But I remember like people saying weird things like about like why we moved. Like I remember there was this, this guy named Marek who I was like, I um, it's a, like a huge crush on him. Uh, and I remember him saying like, why did your family like move out here? Like, is your dad a killer? I heard, I heard a rumor that your dad's a murderer and that's why you're here. <laughs> Um, and like, and the fact that he said he called him my dad, I'm like, ugh, like even that, like, ugh, like, it just ugh, makes me, yeah, it just yeah, makes me PBGBs. yeah, yeah. I'm like, well, first of all, like, he's not my dad. Um, but I remember just like, you know, shrugging it off. Like I was pretty young. So like those comments didn't really hurt, but like thinking back on them, like that's what people thought of us, like in the Netherlands, like, yeah, like they, 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 back then that's what they exactly, I think it's like a lot of that's the first question like, I still get another today is, why did you move mm-hmm. that's the first question mm-hmm. and like um another thing that we have to we have to like stress for people that aren't aware the Netherlands is a very tiny country it's fucking small it's uber small like think of like <sighs> I don't know like a, a tiny city in the U.S. it's probably smaller than that <laughs> like it's just a very very small place and so when we moved everybody knew that an American family was moving to Trenta. And so we already had like people sort of eyeing us like as these like weird Americans that are in their country. And so we had a lot of 
um, backlash because of that, not just because of like the weirdness of the fact that we moved and, you know, why and all that. To a tiny, tiny place. I mean, Hokefane has a population of like 50,000 or something. Yeah. It's very tiny and everybody knows everybody, Mm -hmm. you know? So moving to a tiny little Hokefane and people finding out that we were an American, uh, mostly it was, um, we had a bunch of teenagers hanging out at our house yeah like in front I don't know if you remember that but our house was constantly um the first couple weeks just constant a ton of people hanging out at our house Mm -hmm. but it wasn't because they liked us it was because they were extremely extremely um just curious about us yeah and they just it, it we weren't I, I, I would say we were kind of like an attraction mm-hmm. and it was hard for us because when we first moved, um, we didn't exactly know like what to say and the reason why, like we just said what we were told and we were told to say we moved because we lived in a ghetto area. Mm-hmm. We were very that, you know, we lived, we, we came from a poor area. And once you are living in poverty in, in America, it's very hard to get out, which is true. It's very true. But that's what we were told to say. So Dutch people looked at us like, oh, look, they're from the ghetto. Mm-hmm. They're Jerry Springers because that's, you know, the media. Yeah, at the um, time, especially at that time, like Jerry Springer was like pretty big. Yeah, you know. Yeah, so the media coverage was that they, of of Americans out here. They weren't necessarily wrong about that because, like, if <laughs> no. you think about like if you think about like the the dynamics, but we weren't like, I mean, like we weren't like some of those. I don't know. It's it's hard to describe because like we definitely came from like a traumatic experience and like we've had we had trauma and we did live in the ghetto, but we were not like Jerry Springer esque people. Like, no, it was but very I do weird for them to like describe us in that way. But I do think that we didn't, well, I didn't make it any easier on the family when I first came out. I had, um, I want to say that, like, that's one of the reasons why I'm bringing up the fact that we were, we had such a horrible youth and we moved out here during that time. It was very hard for me because, um, I mean, I met Christian and I think that well, the only friends that I had made out here kind of liked him. And so she was not very happy that I started to date him. She just really, she liked him. Like she introduced me to him and told me that she liked him. And I was, I kind of swooped in. So um, I didn't have any, like, I didn't really have any friends. It was really hard to make friends. And, you know, for you guys too. And I was also just a very, very, very like, I was such an upset teenager already in America. I was constantly fighting, getting kicked out of school. And we'll, we'll talk about that some other time. But <laughs> I, I think I was here for what, I, we weren't even here for two months. And I ended up getting into a fist fight with a girl. Yolanda? And no, no, no. Oh. I got into a fist fight. I, I, you don't remember this? No. Oh, yeah. We were here for about two months and... Uh, Jennifer, our sister, got into a fight with. That's why I was saying, like, the kids were mean. Yeah. Because we were Americans, so 
she was constantly teasing Jennifer. There was a group of girls that were almost my age. They were like 13, 14. And they kept going on and on and on. And at a certain point, Jennifer, you know, being small had come in and told me about these girls. And I was just, you know, one of those girls that right away, like, okay, this is going down. So I went out there and she was standing, um, the three of the girls were standing at the corner and I told them to leave. I told them to like leave Jennifer alone. And um, the girl just had a big mouth and I just wasn't back then I was, yeah, I had an <laughs> anger issue. <laughs> and um, so I, I told her to leave and because she didn't, I um, you punched her. I, I punched her a few times and Rudy had to like pull me off for like there was a commotion and he uh, he heard it so um Rudy ended up pulling me off the girl I got arrested um and like I was in the newspaper it was in the newspaper that I yeah it's in the newspaper that I had broke her nose which I I don't know if that's true I don't remember any honesty. of this like how bad is my memory man I don't remember any uh, of this. it was bad because it kind of like set up yeah. how our family was looked at for um, a very long time. I did. That's how I said that. I didn't make it any easier. I got arrested. I got probation. I got two years probation. But I do remember being in the courtroom and them saying, um, you know, oh, well, I guess like Rudy and mom tried to say like, you know, try to be lenient on her. You know, she look where she came from. And you know, what she's gone through. They didn't tell them that, but, you know, we came from the ghetto and out there it's different. Like, you know, it's, you know, you have to stand your own and um, it did not work. It backfired. And yeah. they were like, you, you know, you fought very many times and you know how to fight. And this girl did not. And yeah. so you're on probation two years, two years probation. If you do anything wrong, you will go to, you know, juvie, blah, blah, blah. And um, yeah, so it kind of set a tone, I think, yeah. for us. Yeah. I mean, like, I remember getting in, like, not, I don't want to say fist fights or anything, but I got teased a lot. I got teased a lot. And um, I remember this girl, oh, gosh, uh, one, a very specific girl. I think her name was Mardia. Uh and she would tease me and like I remember her planning on like uh, jumping me after school at one point and, like I just a lot of little things like that like I was I was extremely teased in in the Netherlands um, mostly because I mean I mean because I was American but also because I didn't dress like a girl and I also had like bad acne so like if you think about what was going on in the house it kind of makes sense as to why I was being the way that I was being um but it didn't help at school so I remember like that being kind of tough and then I also remember being um all like jumped before too but I don't know if you or Jennifer helped me I don't remember like my my memory's so bad I just I do remember like having encounters with people uh young young girls or uh you know like in their teens that would like um pick us out and I remember going because in, Ho in Holland you don't you don't stay at school for lunch like you have the ability to like go home 
And I remember being at this one school where I was being teased by this like really tall girl with like long brown hair. I, do you, does this ring any bells? I don't, um, I remember you guys being teased all the time. Yeah. I remember that. I mean, I think that it was different for me because as teenagers, when like teenagers were more like, you're American, that's weird. We're curious, like as to why you're here. Mm -hmm. um, and Joshua and I had to go to a, a college setting, more of a college uh, school to learn Dutch. So we, we had to learn Dutch. You guys got straight sent to, um, sorry, we, we went sent to, straight to elementary school. No, no, no. I and, remember we, I don't know if it was before elementary school again, like my memory is yeah, bad. But it was, an, it was a class in the elementary school that you guys sent that got sent to. It that, was just a class in the elementary school. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, it was supposed to be just for like learning Dutch. Right. I remember that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But we didn't, Joshua and I didn't go to like a high school. Yeah. And that it was kind of like a college, like a, it's out here. Schools are different. Yeah. But um, I do remember you guys being teased a lot. And um, I do remember that, you know, you were a very shy child and very quiet, um, which Jennifer and I were not. Yeah. And I, I do remember, <laughs> I remember you getting picked on. And I also remember you coming home one day and your knuckles were completely oh, yeah. broken and fucked up and you walked in and you were crying. You were like upset crying Yeah. and mom being like, what happened? And we finally got it out of you. But I guess what happened was that you were from what I remember, like, I don't know if you remember this, yeah. like, tell me if I'm wrong, but you were on your bike biking home. And the, like the girl that kept bothering you was on the bike um, behind you. And so you got off your bike, threw it down and went back. You were just done and you flipped like you, like, Oh no, we didn't get out of you. You, we got it out of your friend. Oh, that's what happened. Who? And who? she Which said, I'm trying to, I don't remember who it was, but I remember mm. her saying the girl could not get away because there were so many kids standing around and you had thrown your bike down on the ground in front of her and went back and you had pulled her by her hair off of her bike and you were just like going crazy on her I don't remember and that oh that's I don't that's crazy I don't remember it and it was the only fight um other than the last one of course that happened but that's the only fight I remember you ever being in yeah. because you were so quiet you kind of just let it all happen and we knew, like we even said it, like all of us said it, like there's going to be a moment where Melanie Whoa. is going to flip her utter shit and just go ape, like go, go ape shit. I, and you did. I like my, like, I keep saying how bad my memory is. Like my, my memory is so awful um, that I don't remember that. I do remember like constantly like biking home from school, kids being like, oh, Fisha American, which is much translate to dirty American um you know go back to your country like just constant constantly and you have to imagine too like at this point we had been living there for i don't know years like we'd been there for years and like i spoke the language and we had gotten so so many weird instances where people just look at us differently or like they see us as like these like criminals like i remember going to a store with mom 
and one of the employees was like following like they told one of the girls like okay go follow them like um though they're americans like you know just just watch to watch them. out yeah. yeah and like walking around with mom and i don't remember if you were with or who was with but i remember um turning around and being like you know i speak dutch and you don't have to watch us like it's fine um i think i was looking for jeans i think mom was out with me to look for jeans or something and it was just like a, just a clothing shop you know and yeah i think a lot of people don't really um see like i that's one of the things i think that's just yeah we were very discriminated um against because yeah. we were american yeah it's like interesting to think about like that kind of discrimination you know because like when we lived in the netherlands like i didn't understand like you know you have the whole black lives matter thing that's going on right now still um but i didn't understand like racism towards color because you don't have that in Holland, really. Like, I mean, I guess, like, they are kind of discriminative towards Turkish people, but they were discriminative towards Turkish people for the same reason that they were discriminative towards us for being American. Yeah. It's like, you're in our country. We don't want you in your... We don't want you in our country. And when you come out here, you know, people are discriminative towards, like, color. I mean, honestly, everything. <laughs> like, you get all kinds of discrimination. Um but I feel like we kind of understand it like a lot because we were, we dealt with it, you know, we're white and we dealt with discrimination towards us because of being American. I think that, I mean, it's not, I'm not trying to say that like all of them were like that. There no, were, no. we had, we, there were very nice people. Yeah. I think one of the biggest like differences just being here um, when we first got here. And if you ask like everybody, it's when you're walking down the street, everybody says hello. Yeah. That's very normal. You, everybody greets each other on the street. And that was very, very weird for us because coming from, you know, very, um, I guess, yeah, I'll just say like ghetto places. Well, I mean, um, I think anywhere in, in America, Southern California, I don't know. I just remember that like, you just didn't really look people in the eye where yeah, we came from. It's not really normal for people to to say hello to a stranger but in in holland that was just extremely like normal like like you pass someone and you say you know Hoi, the muzzle you know yeah. like that kind of thing um, <laughs> the muzzle <laughs> is that right and did i say it right yeah. the muzzle <laughs> it's so cute and it's true like the the whole greeting thing is definitely um a big thing out here and um I'm not going to say that everything was bad, but I, I think that that's uh, one of the biggest things for us was that we had to deal with that. Mm -hmm. It was one of the biggest things we had to deal with. And it kind of set the tone um, for a lot of things. And it was, um, you know, eventually the reason why you guys left back to um, California, um, you know, well, I mean, one of the biggest reasons. Every time so, I tell everybody asks me, like, eventually they'll be like, oh, what? like, you know, you had head trauma or whatever. And then I, I'll tell them this story. And every time I, Amanda, every time I tell this story, I always feel like I like, like they're going to think I'm making it up. Like, oh, man, like, it's just too much. Like, they're not going to believe that this happened. What happened? Yeah. 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 No. Um, 
I, th- I, c- because it sounds insane. Well, our well, entire part, life sounds insane, but the that, first the key, yeah, is that it's it happened September 11th. That's another thing. It happened on September, like the the anniversary. Like I think it was a year after or something. It was a year after. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And uh, Jennifer, I mean, I was I was at survival camp. I had just gotten back from survival camp. So in in Holland, it, I don't I don't know if it's all the schools in Holland, but. Um, I went to the, D- the Dickenberg and uh, they every year in the beginning of the school year, you would go to like a camp and then you that's kind of how you got to know everybody. Um, and that particular year I went to survival camp. And so I remember coming in and like putting survival my- camp sounds like <laughs> but it's actually just <laughs> it sounds horrible. But survival camp is actually just a camp that yeah. um you go to and you do like certain things like oh, uh, canoeing or that. rope rope climbing yeah, it or, was... but you're saying survival camp it sounds kind of like <laughs> I know uh, I'm not even thinking about that because of like I'm like oh it was fine it was like whatever um because of the story but yeah. I do want to say before you if you if you don't mind before you get into that really quick do you need um, a pee no after <laughs> no after September 11th um I do want to say one of the biggest things is that we we were discriminated against yeah. by by some people for uh, being American. But after September 11th, it was very, very bad. And one of the things that you could not do, which something that I did not do anymore, was speak English yeah. on um, on the train. I had to go to I had to go on the train every single day uh, for school. And it was you know, it's not on the newspapers. It was on the news constantly, but people were not focusing anymore on. um, And I also think it's a very big thing because American media did not cover a lot of the stories, the bombing, the innocent killings that were happening um, because of the war. But out here, it was very, very in the media. It was front page news every single day for a very long time and it's sad to say but people really hated us and felt like we were the well they they just felt like all americans were this horrible horrible people that were killing innocent people so it was very very hard even though we were here to try and be like dude we're not part of that we're not you know we we also do not do not agree with it uh but it was something that was very, very hard yeah. after that. After September 11th, the discrimination was very, very bad. I mean, yeah. I will talk about it uh, some other time, maybe. So, I think about a month beforehand, I was spit on in the train, uh, in the tram oh in Amsterdam. Yeah, I was spit on because um, we were... It was about a month before this all happened. So what you're going to talk about, I went to Amsterdam with a bunch of my friends. We were on a tram and I was always so careful to make sure that I did not speak English anymore on, you know, anywhere public, really big, big, bigger places. Mm -hmm. But we went to Amsterdam. I was what, 19, I think. And I had had I I had had a couple of glasses of wine and I wasn't, you know, so we were sitting in the tram. We were going to go back to the train to go back home. 
and there was um, a uh, man who um, was a Muslim sitting across from me and he was staring at me the entire time and I was sitting close to the door, but he was staring at me and I had said a couple things in English. We were talking about, you know, just the differences from um, like how it is in America to like, you know, public transportation in California, mm-hmm. how you have to drive everywhere and it's like barely anything. And, you know, when you go to Amsterdam, it's what an hour and a half in the train from where we live. Yeah. And we think it's like such a big deal. And that's what we were talking about. So the man was just literally giving me a death stare and he walked to get off the tram. When it stopped, he turned and he spit in my face (gasps) and called me an American whore. Oh my gosh. It was the most degrading, disgusting thing I have, well, one of the most degrading, disgusting things I've ever been through. I was shocked. I was in complete shock. Like it, I didn't even, I didn't know what to do. He, he literally spit. It got all over me. Oh man. Ugh. Oh, yeah. So it was disgusting. Oh, my so gosh. I want to say that's it. In the year after September 11th, the discrimination escalated yeah because of just just the you know just the media coverage um and so it also escalated with you guys and how um how kids were because they were hearing stuff at home yeah and so yeah that's that's what I wanted to say before you start no I I agree with you though like I remember I remember when when that happened. I mean, this was not the same school. It wasn't at the same school. It was it was a few years before that. But after September, I remember September 11th. I remember, um, you know, kids in in my class would ask me like, "Oh, like, how do you feel about your president? Like, like, can you believe this happened? Like, do you support it? Like, asking me." And I think at the time I was like nine or ten, and just thinking to myself like, "I don't know, like." I, I'm, I don't live there. I live here. So I didn't really even feel American. So for them to kind of look at me like I'm supposed to provide some kind of information or input on Americans and like what was happening in America, it was really difficult for me. Like, it, like I mean, aside from just the ridicule, like just that, like them viewing us like we were them or we yeah. were the reason for all the things happening. Like we're just people trying to live our lives and... Again, we're not saying that all Dutch people are like this and that all Dutch people reacted the way that these particular individuals did. Um, but it was really hard for us as Americans living in the Netherlands at that time. And yeah. so after I got uh, to keep going with this story, after I got back from survival camp, I'm not going to be able to tell the whole thing <laughs> just because I don't remember. Um But I put my bag down and I remember Rick comes barreling into the house and he's like, Jennifer's in a fight. Jennifer's being jumped. Like, you got to help her. You got to come out. You got to help her. And I remember just like not like I had literally just put my bag down and I just ran. I just ran out. And then I ran outside and I ran until I saw her and she was in like kind of like a headlock. Like the girl, (laughs) the girl had her in like a headlock and she was like, 
beating Jennifer's face in. Like, it was like she was punching Jennifer in the face. And all I remember from that point was taking my hand very quickly and grabbing her hair. And I remember she had really, like, long black hair. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just twisting it and pulling her towards me and then hitting her in the face. Like, that's literally all I remember. And it was just, like, this gut, like, animalistic, like, I... <sighs> Man, we talk a lot about fighting, and I, I want. I, I always, feel kind of. I, I know. I like, talk a lot about fighting and stuff. Um, but uh, I mean, like, I'm the most docile person. Like, I don't like confrontation at all. But when when your sibling is being jumped, and you have to remember too, like at this point there were three girls on her, and you see your sister. No, it's two. Oh, two. Oh, see, I'm, it was two. I'm yeah, see, I I remember everything because I well not everything. Yeah, pretty much. Because I don't remember everything. I'm trying to. I'm I'm like trying to remember like the way that the street looked and like the houses and like how. I remember there being a lot of bikes on the opposite end of the street. But aside well, from all of that, I don't remember. I don't remember what happened after that. It's but, actually. It's it. What happened was Jennifer came to the house and was talking she had been talking about these two girls well actually one girl <clears throat> for the longest time and I got sick of it and I just told her like come on let's go we're gonna we're gonna wait them we're just gonna wait it out we're gonna go to the end of the street we're gonna wait for them and um Jennifer I was like okay you know like let's just like she was nervous but I just thought this is bullshit like this constant, constant bullying. I'm done with it. Yeah. We had gone to, mom had gone to the school. Like, let's just say that first and foremost, there were multiple things that we tried to do. This had gone on for a very long time for like two, three months, mm -hmm. maybe even longer. Jennifer had already gotten jumped um, by uh, two guys and that girl, like what, three, four months beforehand. Oh yeah. I, I, I vaguely yeah. remember that happening. Yeah. Police yeah, police were called, um, but actually they had gone into the police station because it happens the, f the first time she got jumped, ha it like it happened right across from the police station. Yeah. And, didn't and they, they say, didn't do anything. Yeah. They told her to come back. Yeah. Didn't they also tell her that she wasn't allowed to, she wasn't allowed to defend herself? Yeah. It's not like they don't, it's not, you're not supposed to. That's what they told her. You're yeah. just, you're, you're just going to have to come tell us pretty much. So we had just been, um, you know, we'd been fighting it for a while and I just got sick of it. And I told Jennifer, let's go. So we went down to um, the end of the street and we knew that they were going to be biking by soon. Jennifer knew, you know, where the girls lived. So she knew that they were going to come across that way. And um, I just got in front of the girl. She was with another girl and I got in front of her and I told her like, I'm sick of it. And I, held well I told Jennifer have a go at her like have a go I'm done beat the shit out of her yeah and <laughs> yeah like why you don't remember and like why the girl had a cold of Jennifer is because I was keeping the other girl away from Jenny yeah um and that girl left Jennifer had a hold of the girl that had been bothering her the entire time she was beating her up so it was Jen and so Jennifer was doing I don't remember that. Jennifer Jennifer was beating the girl up. Listen, this is what happened. Okay. And the the girl that that was with her, I was kind of keeping her away from Jenny. 
And she had walked off. She had her phone. And what I didn't know is that she had called the girl's, the other girl's brother. Okay. So I did not know that at that moment. I'm just trying to keep that girl away from Jenny. What happened was, um, coincidentally, we were standing in front of that girl's uncle's house. Oh, okay. So this old man comes out of his house and he um, tried to get Jennifer off of uh, the girl. And I was trying to get him off of Jenny. And he ended up hitting Jennifer in the back of the head to where that girl got a hold of Jennifer. Okay. And so I was trying to get him off of Jenny and he ended up hitting me. I mean, this is an older man. Okay. So there was, it was just it. We, like, you have to understand me. I'm 4'11 and Jennifer's what, like 5'1", yeah. maybe 5'2". Yeah. So we're tiny and it just wasn't, it, it wasn't a fair fight. Like he, he hit Jennifer. I'm trying to get him off at that moment. That's when you came and you got into it and I was still fighting with that old man. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't remember seeing you at all. Like, I yeah. honestly just remember seeing Jennifer in a headlock and then thinking, uh, like, I don't even remember thinking anything. I just, I, you know, you see your sister in in pain and I wasn't even thinking about you because, you know, Rick didn't say anything about you. I didn't even know you were there. I thought it was well, just no. Jenny. I mean, it wasn't like, but I guess at that moment, that's when um, her brother came. And when her brother came, he, when you were helping Jennifer, he, um, and that's what I saw because the old man um, had finally stopped, you know, punching me in the head. Um, I turned and I saw that her brother had um, had you down on the ground, you were far away from me. And he, what he was doing was he was punching you constantly like in the head. And once you were down, he started to stomp you on your head, the back of your head. Yeah. I, I remember, I remember you guys telling me that, but I don't remember any of that. I, I, this is the first time actually that I've, uh, heard it from that perspective because I, I I remember mom telling me and I remember Jennifer kind of just no not Jennifer I don't think Jennifer described it to me but well, yeah uh, but I remember like after that I just remember waking up on the couch and then feeling really ill like that's all well Rudy came out was running um and then Chris I guess I think mom, I don't know like how Chris knew my my husband um, back then boyfriend but he came like everybody was just running out so Rudy came the old man had taken the two girls into his house and Rudy was trying to get that to get the old man to come out and he was like pounding on his door and he ended up breaking one of the glass um one of the windows man, in that is, door this sounds like a fucking this sounds like a jerry springer i'm episode. starting to think that maybe we should just stop this episode and it's yeah, that's what i'm trying to say we didn't exactly um you know we didn't exactly help our reputation uh, our reputation yeah, yeah. no yeah. I, it's, it's true but um yeah so it's just after that um the police came um melanie was taken to the hospital 
and the police came, they arrested, but they didn't arrest them. They arrested Rudy and they arrested Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was, those were the, at that moment, Christian and um, Rudy were the only ones that were arrested. And that night the police came to our house and um, had a search warrant and ransacked the entire house. Um, they believed that we had guns <laughs> and of course we didn't, oh my but they, yeah, they ransacked the entire house. I think they came to the house with like, I, I don't even know how many officers they were like, there were like 15 or something. Oh man. They were and, like, these Americans, um, these Americans have guns. Right. Like, no, we were just protecting our fucking sister dipshit. <laughs> like- yeah. Right. So, um, and then they let Rudy go. They let Chris go hours later. I think they were held for like eight hours or something. And then um, they told us that we were allowed to give a statement because we were like, dude, this, this happened to us, not, yeah. not the other way around. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, maybe, you know, I shouldn't have brought Jennifer to the, to the, to the edge of the street to pretty much beat the shit out of that girl but I was just done with it but the rest of it you know it 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 was it was all men against girls and so it it was weird because the police were like oh you can come and give a statement um I think it was the next day at the police station and I did not live with you guys I was living with Christian's parents at the time I was already 19 Mm um and or 18 I can't remember but I I didn't live with you guys. So you were in the hospital, mom, Rudy and Jennifer, um, were all supposed to go to the, um, nah, I'm trying to think of what do you police call it? Station? The police station. Yeah. They were supposed to go to the police station. I was going to meet them there. Mm-hmm. And, um, when I walked in to the police station that morning, all we knew is we were going to give statements. And when yeah. I walked into the police station, um, th- mom was yelling and I didn't understand what was going on. And she, I, I, was, I was like, what's going on? And mom um, started saying that they arrested Jennifer. Mm. And um, she said that they wanted to arrest you, but yeah. you were in the hospital. Yeah, I think they, and, came, they actually came to the hospital to try to arrest me but I was in a car. you got you were just very out of it okay you had a you had a very bad um concussion so yeah, I was really out of it and they yeah yeah so um but and then I was trying to figure out what was going on and then while I was trying to figure it out they arrested me um and that's how it went down and you know we had court dates set up for it um, the other people were not arrested whatsoever. They saw it as self-defense from, yeah. um, you know, Americans. We were the ghetto ass Americans. So you guys, yeah, we had court dates. I had uh, probation again. And I was also told that if I ever had done anything um, physical or anything like that, I'd be kicked out of Holland. I would have to leave. Jesus. And that's when after that is when mom and it it was in the newspaper that you know it it was in the newspaper that 
I think Rudy and Christian were the ones that were in the newspaper saying that um, they they had beaten up girls. So it was the, the story was turned Flipped. around. Yeah. I remember, and you know, the other everybody thing was just sick of it. Yeah. The other thing that's notable, too, is I remember mom or you or Jennifer telling me that while all that was happening, the kids that were on bikes across the street watching were like yelling things like, oh, um, uh, America heeft oorlog met met Nederland or something like that like yeah I don't remember so exactly but they were screaming that um it's it's the war is on with America the war is on with America so it was just it was we were just it was hard yeah. it was difficult we were definitely seen as like um you know the 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 boogeyman kind of I yeah. guess and um mom decided that she was going to move back to the US. Uh, California. Yeah. Well, actually, yeah, to, to the U.S. And um, I think first she was talking about going somewhere else for a little while. But Wyoming. I remember that. She wanted to yeah, move to Wyoming. It. And yeah. I mean, we were all for it, I guess. I still think I would have preferred Wyoming over where we ended up moving. But, you know. <laughs> yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah, right? exactly. Um, but yeah. That was at that point, I remember after I got back from the hospital, I was too traumatized to go back to school. So I was homeschooled for a while. And then um, I remember I had, I don't remember if I had therapy, but I remember I had, uh, I would have a woman come and uh, like what homeschool. I was homeschooled for a while. And then I told mom that I, I just didn't want to be like, I remember saying it. Like, I didn't want to be in the Netherlands anymore because I was just so, I don't know. I was just done. Like, I don't remember if it was me specifically or if we had, like, a small conversation where mom was saying that she didn't want to be there anymore. But I think I, I think I had had enough. Like, I personally had just gone through so much and, like, um, you know, I just didn't want to be there anymore. And, you know, like, when we moved, to the Netherlands the first time, like going back to America was something that was, I wanted really bad. Like I, I knew I was going to miss everybody in Holland, like all my friends and whatnot. Um, but I just felt like, I just felt like my life would be more accepted. Like who I am would have been more accepted in, in, in America. And I guess maybe mom and Rudy and Jennifer and them, they all sort of felt the same. So. I think that, I think that where you live, um, definitely. You know like what where we should we, also where say? Where we are, it's... We didn't... We knew what we didn't touch on is our brother, Josh, had actually moved back. Yes. Our we brother did. never... He never really... I mean, he tried. He uh, he really did try, as far as I feel. He did try to... Um, you know, he he got his um, Dutch diploma and everything. We went, we went to school together. Mm-hmm. He is very smart, though, and he ended up going to a private school... Um, in Haren, which is, um, it, it's a little bit away. It's what, like an hour? Mm-hmm. It's close to Groningen. And Groningen is a, a much bigger city. And like like I'm trying to say, we lived in, we're, you know, I live in Oakvein. That's where we moved to. Yeah, Drenthe, is, which is very small and very. It's a very small place. It's and Farmerville. It's, and a lot of people here are, are there, I should say, are not as open-minded as someone, for example, who lives in Groningen. Or yeah, exactly. 
Yeah, exactly. It's just a very tiny place. And they they aren't they're not very open minded. I mean, I'm I walk around with pink hair and people pe- people stare like it's just it's different. Yeah. And um, that's just the way that it is. Like it's it's a very tiny place. So Joshua went to Haran and he you know, he was in the bigger city in Groningen more often. Um, Haran is an international school, so they uh, they they speak English. Mm-hmm. Everything is in English at that school. Mm-hmm. And um, he just said, I, I want to go back. Like he did not feel at home here. And mm-hmm. so after four years, Joshua left. He moved back. He stayed with um, our aunt first. Um, you know, mom hated it that he left, but she understood. And so it wasn't even a year later that this happened. And I think it just made the choice um, for mom yeah. and you guys to, to leave easier. Yeah. I mean, I don't necessarily know if I was thinking about Josh when I left, but it just remem- I just re- remember that he was there when we moved. And um, like my relationship with him was really like tight because I didn't really have a lot of friends. Like, you know, again, like you make choices based on what you think is right for you. And I remember just like when we just like when we moved to the Netherlands and we were these foreigners, uh, we moved back to the U.S. where I was born. And because I I sounded different um, because I lived in another country, I was considered a foreigner mm-hmm. and I was viewed as the Dutch girl. And that has honestly, that's still sort of like a like a badge that I wear. And like, I think I wear it more proudly now than I did when I first moved back to the, to America. Um, because, you know, I still like thinking about the Netherlands, like brings back like pretty, pretty tough memories. But overall, like I have a lot of pride for what Holland stands for. Like, I don't want people to listen to this and think that we're trying to like downplay, you know, how amazing that country is. And um, I just think, you know, like everything in life, sometimes you go through pretty bad experiences and that was just one of those bad experiences. Um, would I, would I go back? I haven't been back actually. I haven't been back since then. And I really, really want to go back. Like I want to, I want to meet, you know, or well, I shouldn't say meet. I want to see your kids and I want to see Chris and I want to see your family. I want to see, you know, friends that I haven't seen in years. That would be amazing um, to do that at some point, mm, especially now that I'm older, like, I feel like I have a better perspective on things. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, you know, there's a reason I stayed. Holland isn't a bad place. Mm-hmm. It's, um, it's an amazing place to live. Um, not all people are rude to Americans. No. I get a lot. I mean, I'm, I'm a proud American. I tell people all the time that I'm American. It's very, it's also very different now. And like I said, it also had a lot to do with the age mm-hmm. of the people that we were dealing with. Yeah. It's just very immature and it made your guys' life a living hell at that moment. Yeah. So, um, but a lot of, not all people are rude to mm-hmm. Americans. I stayed, um, when mom said that she was going back, and this happened in September and uh, mom left in, or I, mom left I say mom left but the you guys all left in uh December 15th oh, wow so um it was very quick like the decision was uh 
quickly made. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's, I, was it I also, thought, I'm sorry for interrupting you, but I was thinking like, do you think that they also decided that because they felt like there was enough time in between, you know, them moving back and the court case that we had gone through? Um, do you think that they were I, like, oh, this is probably fine. Like, it's okay for us to go now. I I don't think that that really had anything to do with it. I think the fact that, um, you know, um, I think the fact that our, our father passing away uh, was also not a problem anymore. Like he, he wasn't seen as, you know, somebody that could, could take us Mm -hmm. anymore because he had passed away. So I think that was definitely um, just a thing that was easier. I also think after he passed away, mom then had contact with her family And that also had a lot to do with it because, you know, they her family was asking. Right. Yeah, they, they had been estranged for some years. And then, you know, after September 11th, um, our father passed away. Oh, sorry, before, right before September 11th, our father passed away, not after, right before. And um, the actual yeah. September 11th, not the, but... So I think that that all, I think it had a lot to do with it. Yeah. But yeah, I don't think the court case had that much to do with it. Maybe. um, Yeah, no, but there, there were other reasons for not wanting to stay in, um, in America that I, I know that Rudy did some, um, some things that he wasn't very open about also like um just just not paying stuff and yeah but um yeah there there were multiple reasons I think and you know of course we were young we didn't know them yeah about it later but yeah so there you go that's uh (laughs) all of our drama about <laughs> moving to Holland oh <laughs> and you guys God. moving back. I think I stayed because um, it took me a while. I thought about it. I had a lot of talks. But my biggest thing was I was with Christian f- for um, almost five years. I had been with Christian the entire time. And it, of course, had become serious by then. Like you're, you know, I, I, some people would call us like, I guess, high school sweethearts or whatever you want to call yeah, us. Um, but we were together for a long time and we grew up together and I was busy with school at that moment. I was in, um, I guess like, a, you know, a college trade, trade school, whatever you want to call it college. Um, and I, I remember being like, I, you can always go back to your mom. Like I wanted to stay. I hated it. It took me a very long time because I felt like I, you know, especially now still, I struggle with, um, I feel like, you know, like I left you guys and, um, I failed, you know, but, um, it was a choice that I made. I felt like I can always go back to my mom and, um, 
you know, if I had moved to California with you guys and wanted to come back to Christian after five or six months, that's not that easy. You can't just say like, oh yeah, you know, never mind. I miss you. Yeah. You know, when he's 19, yeah. 20 years old, be like, hey, <laughs> so <laughs> like long distance relationships yeah. and uh, like, it just wasn't that easy. So I ended up staying. Um, there were many, many times where I felt like I made a mistake and I wanted to, um, you know, leave and go to you guys. There were many times that I felt like that um, the first few years, but I think like, especially once, especially once I had my kids, mm -hmm. I felt like I had like made my own little family union unit, you know, yeah. like I, I, I had, I had my unit. I feel at home here in Hochfein yeah. very, very much. It's, I've never lived in a place as long, like I've lived in Hochfein for, you know, almost 22 years now. Yeah. I, I mean, thinking about never our... lived longer than like two years in one place. Yeah, exactly. I was just about to in say. California. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like I, I feel the same way. Like I finally feel like I've got some kind of footing here and, um, yeah, so like I told I I totally agree. And I like I want to go back and visit and I think it'll be nice to go at this point because I feel like maybe people in the Netherlands are different and they're also different towards people that are just visiting. So I'm hoping They're very they're, different out here now. Yeah, but yeah. there's still we don't we but you have to understand like there there was a while back um, there was a guy in Amsterdam who um was targeting americans he he stabbed two um at oh. the train station yeah Jesus. he stabbed two of them um and then there th this was only like last year mm -hmm. and then um there was also but it's it's not like i it's not dutch people that are actually doing it um it's you know it's it's ex ex it, it's extremists who are doing it so it's not like you know the dutch are you know attacking americans or anything but i it is definitely something that i pay attention to um christian and i both pay attention to when we're going into bigger cities yeah we tell our children do not speak english yeah i would i would be weary of that as well yeah that makes sense yeah i mean that's fucking scary like i didn't know that i mean maybe you told Maybe I think me. I told you. I don't remember anything ever. So just stop talking to you. me about things. Just, <laughs> it's a good thing we have a podcast now. You just like record and I'm like, oh yeah, I got that on there. It's uh, that whole concussion thing. It it's it leaves a shitty memory uh base, yeah. Like uh short term memory loss constantly. Oh my gosh. It's awful. Like I mean, I feel like it's a lot better now than it used to be. Like, I mean, I mean I didn't really delve into that, but I like lost a lot of that year. I want to say that or actually just I don't know. I don't know how much I lost, but it feels like I lost like a lot of that year. And then it kind of had gave me these like um memory loss issues that I still struggle with today. Like I remember for a, for a while after there after that like I'd have to note like when I 
ate breakfast and when I ate lunch and when I ate dinner because I'd forget like that I even ate. Um, obviously, like that's that's not the case anymore. Um, <laughs> Did you just wave with your I wave arm my arms. <laughs> I can't like. I was waving uh, at you. Like, <laughs> just... We're waving at each other with our arm fat. We're, like, yeah, we're disgusting. Um, I so I'm uh, trigger, trigger, garbage human. Trigger warning, warning for anybody that has problems with that. Um, yeah. <laughs> So we have to, oh, we have to do that, that thing at some point. Like we have to do the trigger warning for people. Cause we talk about some pretty we do. stuff. So, Actually. Yeah. So we're we'll, going, yeah, we're going to have to think about how to do that. I no, mean, it's, not, it's easy. Hopefully right? it's fine. We can do it pretty easy. But, um, so yeah, I feel like we, we kind of reached our, our mark. We've got. I feel like we kind of reached our mark like an hour ago. Yeah. No. 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 I'm. I mean, I'm. I'm proud of us for talking about it. I know it was probably really hard to like relive some of those things and like. It's interesting talking to someone else about my trauma, that knows my trauma. Like, like you know it. What did I say? It's yeah. like it. What is it? It's trauma. And trauma laughs. camaraderie. So it's uh, tra- trauma and laughs. That's the name of it. It's camaraderie. It's uh, camaraderie and trauma. That's yeah. um, and that's one of the best things to uh, to be able to find. I think just somebody that like understands your shit and yeah. like, and whether it be that you went through it together or whether they went through something similar, it is fucking amazing to find somebody that is like you know that understands it just mm-hmm. gets it yeah and the thing is that like this is just one thing and i have to stress too like um for anybody that thinks that my sister and i are we just start shit for no reason and beat people up all the time that is not the case <laughs> we absolutely not uh, you we didn't really dive into what our past was before even moving so um you have to understand as well like we have we had a lot of trauma before even that so this was just you know the the tip of the iceberg when it came to living in the netherlands and the stuff that we dealt with and you know again we have a lot of like amazing amazing memories from living in that country and um i'm so proud of you for staying and like i love that i love being able to say like that my sister lives in the netherlands it just sucks that like we didn't see each other for nine years, you know, like that kind of, that kind of sucked. Um, so hopefully, you know, maybe at one point or another, we can do it. We can do this together again. Like we can record together in the same room. It'd be awesome. Yeah. Goal number yeah. one. <laughs> but yeah, we, um, I think there's a lot of differences and we will like, you know, go off on that, but there's, there's a lot of things and differences in cultures and, in, in our two cultures um and just also like just everything yeah we we will get into that I think that this was just kind of yeah hopefully you got through that all of our shit I mean, <clears throat> you sorry yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anybody can listen to this and not be like a little bit intrigued because it's just a fucking shitstorm of stuff and man like we've we've both been through so much so um, but I think really we're not that type of people and I think that's also we're so soft now like I think we talked about that like we like we've always will... been kind of the well not always I mean I wasn't I think but like if when you th- people don't people would never think that about me yeah 
I mean, if ever. you think about it now, but like we were like everything that I, mean, I don't, I don't know how much we can go into, but everything that we, everything that we went through before moving kind of set us up for those kinds of reactions. And I mean, it, it just is what it is, you know? Um, I calls for an interesting story. I, what, I don't know what else to say. This is a fucking we're, we're hardcore bitch. Let's just pound it. Yes, pound it. <laughs> For real. All right. Um, I we're gonna wrap it up. Uh, next week we'll come with something else. But like, I don't know. Like, yeah, you know, oh, we're just gonna. You know what we should do? We should watch a movie, like a '90s movie. Like Andrew and I just watched Blast from the Past. Oh my god. Oh yeah. Oh, and then last night we watched this movie called um, Josie and the Pussycats. I don't oh, think I've ever seen oh, that. Oh, man. I totally thought that you saw it because there's this part in there where the girls are like play fighting like this, doing this at each other. And I was like, that looks like what Tawny and Amanda used to do. Like, they totally watched this movie, but I guess not. Where did you guys get that shit from? I, I don't know. I think we were just crazy. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I think well, it was just us. Thanks, everybody, for listening to us. Um, again, hopefully we'll have a, an Instagram or something at this point. Um, Amanda and I are pretty relax with all that shit and i don't want to put pressure on either of us so fucking follow along or not bye it's Tramaraderie.